Today, capturing audio for custom content or a podcast has become relatively easy. But just because there's less of a barrier to entry doesn't mean that there aren't best practices you should use to optimize your sound. Take a listen to this short conversation between Aaron Califato and Ken Went as they discuss five recording tips to use when starting your podcast. Aaron is an award-winning storyteller and podcaster, and Ken is an award-winning audio engineer. Both are proud to be part of the Mental Notes podcast team. Ken, we've been working together for a long time. You've always set me up for success when it comes to audio. And uh, I remember when I first started out, you really just kept it basic for me. And you use these five tips when I started podcasting and it's gone a long way. So I figured I'd do less talking and kind of guide you through the five tips that you share with me that we could share with folks listening to this, especially if they're starting a podcast. So uh, these are, are these are Ken's top five tips, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's, you know, if you go online and look, you might not see the same five from everybody. This is just from my experience. Of course, there are other things that are important, but these are just five simple things. Awesome. Toss at you. All right. So what's number one? Number one is just practice. And what I mean by this is a lot of times if it's your first time podcasting, you're maybe not used to just standing in front of a microphone and talking. So as weird as this sounds, if you have friends <laughs> that are very close friends, and you just have normal conversations with them, just put a microphone in front of you when they're over and you're just having dinner or watching Netflix or just hanging out on the sofa and just get used to talking to someone with a microphone in front of you. Now, for some people, this won't be an issue. Some people can just get in the scene. And if you know that that's you, don't worry about it. Go right on. But if you know that when you have a microphone in front of you, you change and you start talking differently, then this might be helpful for you. Also, included with this practicing is practice the actual process of recording yourself. So go through the process before you log into Riverside and start recording your podcast online. Try and record yourself first with just you going into like a free program like Audacity or anything else, and then listen back. And when you listen back, you'll get a chance to hear yourself as objectively as you can, because the recording won't lie. And you might notice some things. You might notice that you use some filler words a lot, like um, or uh, or you know what I mean, or you know, or any of these kinds of things. And then just notice those things or try to notice them in your regular speech habits throughout the day, when you're talking with your friends, when you're presenting in front of your employees or anything else like that. And you'll try to avoid those filler words in your normal speaking habits, then they'll make their way out of your normal podcasting habits. And it'll save you a lot of time in the post-production because your editors won't have to go in and remove yeah. all these filler sounds, which takes a lot of time. So before we go to number two, one comment on that, the practice thing is so important. And I remember you mentioning that to me, even if they don't have a mic yet or anything or know anything about programs they can record into, you can just use your phone, right? Just for the act of, and I did that for a while. I was doing before, like I, I say like I'm really old, but before technology got to where it is now, I was doing my first version of podcasts on my phone. And I remember when I heard back my recordings, I was comfortable when I started, but I still had some issues that I heard after just recording myself and went, oh, I tend to use this word a lot, or I tend to use this filler word. So it's really helpful. I think that's a great point. What's uh, what's number two? Number two is just 
knowing, having a fundamental understanding of the different types of microphones. So a lot of people just think, I have a microphone on my computer. I'll just turn it on and I'll just use it and we'll be good to go. And if you've done a variety of Zoom calls or any kind of video conferencing in the past two years, which most likely you have, you've heard that some people sound incredible, that like their audio quality sounds great and other people sound like they're far away or they're in a tin can a spaceship. or <laughs> every other word is cutting in and out and it just sounds really distorted and crackly. And it's usually because the poor sounding audio is coming from the onboard microphone of the device or the microphone of their laptop or their iMac or whatever it is, but it's not a dedicated microphone. And when you say onboard, I know this is, I didn't know this stuff. You're saying literally the microphone that is internally within the device itself, like a laptop or something like that. Correct? Exactly. Okay. You just flip open your laptop and you start talking. You don't have any microphones plugged in. There's just a built-in one somewhere on the the top edge or the, you know, the bottom edge of the actual laptop. What's the biggest difference? Because I know some people will say like, hey, yeah, I'll join onto this podcast and I'll just turn on my computer. In their mind, and I get it, they think, oh, it's just a microphone. But there are clear differences. Yeah. So I have an example prepared for you. So here's what it sounds like when I'm using my onboard microphone. So this is the onboard microphone. And you can probably hear there's a lot more room sound that you're hearing. I probably sound a little further away, not as close to the microphone, a little more nasally maybe. And just in general, not as good. And you can hear in the rest of this episode what it sounds like when we're talking on dedicated microphones. So a dedicated microphone is anything other than your onboard microphone. There's a ton and a ton of options. The important thing right now is not to be overwhelmed with the options, but know that there's mainly two kinds. Ones that you can plug in directly via USB, go straight into your computer. And there's others that have to go through an audio interface first. And the, the short takeaway of this is the ones that go into an audio interface are probably going to sound a little bit better than the USB microphones that just plug directly into your computer. But the USB microphones that plug directly into computer are going to be much better than the onboard microphone that comes with your computer. So the order of operations, use your onboard microphone if you have nothing else and you have to or you forgot it and it's recording time and it's the only thing you have. But if you can... Try to use at least a USB microphone. They may even send one to you to use. And if you have a, a budget, then you can purchase a nice condenser microphone that will connect with an XLR cable to an audio interface. That audio interface connects to your computer with a USB cable. The specifics right now aren't so important. If you say this to other people on your team later, they'll know what you mean. And we can get to microphones at the very end here, but this is a nice transition when you were talking about an example of what it sounds like, you know, with a dedicated microphone or without. One of the things that helps with that is what I'm using right now, which is, it looks like number three on your tips, which is a pop filter. Yes, a pop filter. What so does it do? There are things referred to in the audio industry as plosives, and that happens when, we all have heard this, particularly at athletic events if somebody is speaking into like a headset microphone outdoors. And anytime they say P's or B's and the wind from your lips gets cast across the microphone and you get this like low frequency kind of boom. And so if I move the pop filter to the side and I say like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled Brussels sprouts. And then I put my pop filter back and say Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled Brussels sprouts. You probably hear a hopefully you hear a little bit of a difference. Yeah, a huge difference. Oh, also a pop filter, it actually, <laughs> you can Google it to see what it is, but it's just a thin layer of mesh 
that's just in between your lips and the microphone. And so it diffuses any incoming air or wind before it hits the microphone. Okay, so what's number four? Number four is preparing or being aware of the room in which you would like to record. So don't do it in front of a school at recess. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, you're across the street from the marching band and your windows are open. This is terrible. <laughs> this has <obviously>. happened. <laughs> it, yes, you're, you're laughing. You're laughing, but we're saying this for a reason. So sometimes it's really hard to avoid this, though, because you might just be in New York. Right. And there's people everywhere and you can't escape it. They live above you. They live below you. They're outside. They're inside. They're next door. So um, if that's the case, you kind of have to roll with what you have. But there are some things generally when choosing the space in which you want to do your podcast or your recording, you want to avoid a room that has lots of hard surfaces everywhere. And think about the last time you were in a restaurant or a bar that had hardwood floors or concrete floors and no carpet and just how loud it gets when everybody's in there and starts talking versus when you're in a room that's heavily carpeted or has rugs hanging on the walls even. It's just very, very dry. And this is better for audio because it helps isolate your voice and we don't hear any reverb. Best case scenario is you're in a room with carpet and I tell people have a towel nearby. So if you're on a desk and you have this hard surface of the desk in front of you, you can put a towel down on top of the desk and then put your microphone on top of that. That'll help absorb some of the sound. So towels are cheap, easy ways to take reflections out of your setup a little bit. There's also sh sound shields you can get, right? If you want to mm -hmm. get crazy and just put it behind your mic. Yep. There's, uh, there's sound shields, uh, as you call them, you can did I make Get up those. that term? I think I did. I'm forgetting what they're actually called right now, but they consist of foam and they are semicircular and you put them around your microphone so that the idea is you can isolate what's around the microphone and help keep sound out of that area, even if you can't keep it out of your bigger room. Gotcha. It's kind of like what I do in the closet where like I have a dedicated corner that has foam around it and that helps a lot. And this is the next thing I was going to say is it sounds ridiculous, but if you have a walk-in closet where all of your clothes are hanging, go in there, set your microphone up, or even just go in there, say some words to yourself and notice how dry it sounds just because you have all of these clothes hanging around you, absorbing all of the sound and it's not reflecting anywhere. This is great for recording. So if you have a, a walk-in closet with clothes hanging, try it out when you're practicing. You mentioned there's a ton of microphones, but you have number five here, select a microphone that works for you. So for example, we have a lot of clients that need ease and convenience, but we also want to optimize the sound. So one of the things and mics that I recommend that we send along is the Shure MV7. Now we're not like reps for sure or anything like that, but with a microphone like that, right, that plugs and is a, can be used as a USB mic, what do you like about that microphone? And, and what does it do to kind of like balance convenience at the same time as quality? Yeah. So do you also, do you remember, happen to remember the ballpark price of that? It's currently? about 300 bucks. 300 Between bucks. two and 300. Yeah. So most companies that manufacture microphones will have something similar at this price point in this range that's a USB mic that plugs in. And what I like about this microphone is that it's in the middle 
of everything. So it's not overly expensive because clearly there are condenser microphones that you can spend multiple thousands of dollars on. There are others that maybe are 600. So this being around 300, at least right now in 2022, is about half the price of those. And it eliminates the variable of having to use an audio interface so you don't need extra cables. So it's more simple in its setup in that you just plug in the USB cable to your computer. What if someone's like, hey, and I've had people come to me and say this too. Well, I see that's for, you know, 200 bucks and there's a range. And like you said, there's millions of microphones, but when you're selecting yours, there are going to be some that are like 20 or 30 bucks that you can find at Walmart or Target. There is a difference there, right? Yes. There's a substantial difference between microphones, uh, probably above the $150, $200 price point. Once you start to get there, that's where I would set your low <laughs> your lowest level of purchasing is probably expect to pay $150, $200 for a decent middle-of-the-road microphone that won't make you sound horrible, but won't make you sound amazing. Gotcha. Okay. But there is, again, whether it's this Shure microphone I mentioned, the MV, MV7, or other ones, I have a couple of clients that use like a Rode mic. It's like 150 bucks, and it plugs right into the USB. I, I know that there's a lot of different choices you can make. There, what you're saying, though, is there is a way for you to kind of cut into the middle ground where you can have something that's convenient because a lot of folks who are doing these, doing this audio content, they're in between meetings or board meetings or a flight, right? And they're in their office and they got 30 minutes to do this. They can't go to a studio. They can't, you know, they don't have an audio engineer right on hand. So having that set up at least sets them up to at least on the intake of the audio, optimize as best as they can while at the same time having the convenience of literally plug and play. Is yes. that is that fair? Yeah, okay. that's accurate. And the other thing to consider is if you are you are representing yourself, your company, your brand, your image when you're doing this. And so if you sound horrible when people are <laughs> right. listening, your content might be amazing and you might have an extremely charismatic personality. But if it sounds like trash, people are just going to... We've all been in Zoom meetings where someone starts talking and it's just so loud because their microphone is way too hot or something. And you're like, okay, right now you're a great person, but I am i can't tolerate the sounds that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> right. and the way they're assaulting my ears. So it's to your benefit and to your company's benefit to represent yourself as best you can in any way, shape, or form. You have that opportunity. An easy way to do that in the audio world is to just buy a, a USB microphone in the $150, $200 price point. To close out, because I think it's important, um, meaning like mic selection, right? And kind of rounding out the top five. What you just said is so important because we are in an era of remote work where, and it's been great for podcasting because I think what it's done is it's, it's uh, there's a new level of expectation that because we're working remote, that people became used to, let's say in a podcast, if you have a guest, that there's a Zoom call and it sounds a particular way, right? Like that's that's a good thing on one hand. But the other issue is there is a point of no return, right? And I don't know how we can define that, but what you just said was a great example, which is don't assume just because it's accepted that it's optimal. Meaning like just because someone hears an interview of someone on Zoom and they, they'll they'll listen to it, it shouldn't be uh, an excuse or, or a tactic to go, oh, well, then I'm not going to do these things that you're talking about here. Because truly, and I've had, I just talked to you before I came in here and recorded this, we had someone that listened to our podcast 
who literally heard our podcast and wanted to know what our setup was so they could set up an entire studio at a university. So, I mean, that is clear that even though like it's clear that what we've done here, at least with these, with some of your best practices is create quality sound because that's the entry point into what you're saying. And if it's, if it is not quality, it can turn people off when they're listening to it. It's just like, you're right. Like you'll, there's something that happens. I don't know what it is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like that when the quality hits a certain point of not being good, it doesn't matter what the person's saying. You're just like, I can't, ha- I can't listen to this. Yeah, your subconscious automatically attributes a lack of credibility to the source. Mm. And it's you could think of the same thing in the video world. If you're going down the YouTube how-to rabbit hole, you'll turn on some videos and you'll be like, nope, instantly. First five seconds, like it's, it sounds poor. The camera is shaky. It's all over the place because they're just using their cell phone or whatever. And you're like, nope. Same thing in the audio world. If people are listening to the podcasts, and they're used to hearing a certain type of quality, or even if they're just on Zoom meetings, if you sound poor, your credibility is going to take a nosedive. Uh, we would hope that that's not the case, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it will. Ken, great tips today. Thanks for making the time to talk with me. And uh, I don't think it's very ironic, but you sound great on the mic. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Ken and Aaron. And thank you for listening. Hopefully you feel inspired, prepared, and ready to record your first episode. <laughs>